All right, we'll pick up where we left off here in uh, Genesis chapter 42. Now, remember, I'm using the Living Bible. Uh, oh, you know, let's see. Oh, there's in the, in the Living Bible, now they've got a, they call it the New Living Bible. And I mean, that's fine. Just, any, just get just any translation. King James is fine. But, you know, the one I'm quoting from here, using here, this it's the one 1973 or whatever, 72, uh, Kenneth Taylor's uh, version of the Living Bible. And, I like to mention because I found out later Billy Graham was using this in his in his uh, uh, crusades. He actually gave out the Living Bible, which was just uh, fantastic. Okay, so here we are in Genesis chapter forty-two. We already know that uh, Joseph is uh, he's basically second to Pharaoh. Okay, so um, here we go. When Jacob heard there was grain available in Egypt, he said to his sons. Uh, why are you standing around looking at one another? Let me get these lights right. Okay. Oh, I have heard that there is grain available in Egypt. Go down and buy some for us before we all starve to death. So remember, the famine was pretty bad. But like Phil had mentioned and others mentioned today, you know, we, we know, look, man, when something's going wrong, God's going to fix it for you. If you ask him, remember, I, I just, no better way to say it because you see it, it in the life of Jesus when he was here. If you ignore Jesus, forget it. You know, don't expect the Lord to bless you if you don't expect Him to bless you. You know, treat Him like He's there. Anyway, so so soldier, excuse me. So Joseph's ten older brothers went down to Egypt. Now remember, there's twelve because this is the twelve tribes of Israel. Twelve sons from Leah and Rachel and Bilda, another woman that was Rachel's. Uh, um, Servant girl, and then there was another servant girl. Oh, those four women produced these 12 sons. Anyway, so Joseph's 10 older brothers went down to Egypt to buy grain. Now, remember, Joseph thinks, I'm never going to see my family again. And we also have a time frame. I think it was 20-something years. 20 years have passed. Joseph has named his kids Ephraim and Manasseh. Ephraim, well, Manasseh, I may have them backwards, but Manasseh means cause to forget. He named his son cause to forget. What does that mean? He lost his daddy. He lost his brothers. He lost all his kinfolk. And the next son's Ephraim, which means it meant blessing. And he said, it's because God's poured out all these blessings on me. Joseph, even though he had lost, it looked like everything. Remember, he hadn't because we know. Uh, Joseph was second to Pharaoh. They already said, uh, Pharaoh told Joseph, there's nobody higher than you except me. Okay. So Joseph's ten soldiers went down to Egypt to buy grain. However, jo Jacob wouldn't let Joseph's younger brother, Benjamin, go with him. Now think why, okay? For fear some harm might happen to him as it had to his brother, Joseph. Remember, coat of many colors, they thought Joseph was dead. So it was that Israel's son. Now, whoa, whoa, what happened? I thought we were talking about uh, um, Jacob. That's the same name. His name was changed to Israel. So you'll see, you know, sometimes you call me Rich, sometimes you call me Richard, you know. William, I don't know how you get Bill out of William, but you know how the nicknames go. Okay, here we go. He wouldn't let Joseph's younger brother Benjamin go for fear some harm might happen to him as it happened to his brother Joseph. So it was that Israel's sons arrived in Egypt along with many others from many lands to buy food for the famine. Okay, uh, was as uh, severe in Canaan as it was everywhere else. Since Joseph was governor of all Egypt, wow, isn't that something? And in charge of the sale of grain, it was to him that his brothers came and bowed low before him and their faces to the earth. Look at this, seven. Now think about this. 
He never thought this would ever happen in his life. Joseph recognized them instantly, but pretended he didn't. Where are you from, he demanded roughly. Now, he's using the translator. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. From the land of Canaan, they replied, we have come to buy grain. Then Joseph remembered the dreams of long ago. Remember those? Those dreams? He said, I saw the moon and the stars, and y'all were all bowed down before me, whatever, all this kind of stuff. Even his dad said, look, lighten up with the dreams, Joseph. You're spies. You've come to see how destitute the famine has made our land. No, no, they exclaimed. We have come to buy food. We are all brothers and honest men, sir. We're not spies. Yes, you are. Boy, Joseph was really getting them. He really was. You have come to see how uh, weak we are. Sir, they said, we are 12 brothers, and our father is in the land of Canaan. Our youngest brother is with our father, and one of our brothers is dead. (laughs) You. (laughs) They didn't know it. So, Joseph asked, what does that prove? You're spies. This is the way I'll test your story. And if you remember, remember, it's like movies we watch. I forgot what scene comes next. You know, you may have forgot what happens next. So what was he going to do? He says, uh, the way I'll test your story is I swear by the life of Pharaoh that you're not going to leave Egypt until this youngest brother comes. Oh, no, that's going to kill their dad. One of you go get your brother. I'll keep the rest of you here bound in prison. Then we'll find out whether your story is true or not. If it turns out you don't have a younger brother, then I know your spies. Oh, man, you know they were in trouble. Well, look what happens. So they threw, so he threw them in jail for three days. The third day, Joseph said to them, I'm a God-fearing man, and I'm going to give you an opportunity to prove yourselves. I'm going to take a chance that you are honorable. Only one of you shall remain in chains in jail, and the rest of you may go home uh, with grain for your uh, families. But bring your youngest brother back to me. In this way, I'll know whether you are telling me the truth, and if you are, I'll spare you. Well, to this they agreed. Remember, there was 10, so the nine of them are going to go back. Speaking out among themselves, they said, look at this. This has all happened because what we did to Joseph. Now, they didn't know this was Joseph. But they're saying, man, we're reaping what we're sowing. Oh, no. We saw his terror and anguish and heard his pleadings. Remember, you had to know. I'm not listening. Matter of fact, it was Reuben that didn't want to kill him. Now, he convinced him to throw him in a well. But he was secretly going to come back and get him. All right, we saw the terror and anguish and heard his pleadings, and we wouldn't listen. Okay, didn't I tell you? Yeah, there he goes, Reuben said, didn't I tell you not to, Reuben asked. (laughs) But you wouldn't listen, and now we're going to die because we murdered him. Now, you've got to assume, based on when these boys were born, Jacob was with his brother Laban when all these kids were born, and he was with him for about 20 years, okay? Uh, Joseph is born somewhere in there because Rachel finally had a son and she died when, when Benjamin was born. So these guys are probably, could be 40 years old. I mean, stair-stepping down. All right, here we go. Of course, they didn't know, uh, jo- matter of fact, well, Judah, already had, Judah already had a son. Actually, had two sons. Actually, he had three sons. Remember, and Tamar wanted to marry because two of the sons got killed and she wanted to marry the other son and Judah wasn't going to have it. And so she dresses up like a harlot. Remember that story? It's in the genealogy of Jesus. And she tricked Judah into renting herself out, whatever. Here we go. 
but you wouldn't listen. Now we're all going to die because you murdered him, because we murdered him. Of course, they didn't know that Joseph understood them as he was standing there. <laughs> he was listening. <laughs> that just gave more fuel to Joseph. Oh, man, I'm going to play this out. For he had been speaking to them through an interpreter. Oh, way to go. This is such a wonderful story. It, is, it sounds like something that any of us would have done, too. Now he left the room and found a place where he could weep. This is Joseph. He's just overcome with. <laughs> Returning, he selected Simeon from among them and had him, bow, had him bound before his eyes. Joseph then ordered his servants to fill the men's sacks, watch this, with grain, but also gave secret instructions to put each brother's payment at the top of his sack. They came down and bought, bought grain, but Joseph stuck the money back in there. Watch how this goes. He also gave them provisions for their journey. You didn't do this. They should have known something was going on here. They didn't just come down there and buy stuff. Egypt, well, their brother did, just gave them stuff. Praise God. So they loaded up their donkeys and the grain and started for home. But when they stopped for the night, one of them opened up his sack to get some grain to feed the donkeys. There was his money in the mouth of the sack. Look, he exclaimed to his brothers, my money is in the sack. What? They were filled with terror, trembling, and they exclaimed to each other, this is what this, uh, what is this that God has done to us? All right, so they came to their father. Now, can you think a minute, just a minute? We know they stopped for the night, and then all of a sudden they're there. So you can sort of tell the distance this was. It was probably a pretty good distance. Could have been 100 miles, could have been 200, who knows? So they came to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan and told him all that happened. The chief's the king's chief assistant spoke roughly to us, they told him, uh, and took us for spies. No, no, we're honest men, not spies. We're the 12 brothers, same thing, son of our father, okay. Uh, the youngest is still with our father in the land of Canaan. Then this man told us, this is the way I'll find out if you are what you claim to be. Leave one of your brothers, okay, we get it. Take the grain and your families go home, but bring your youngest brother back. Then I'll know whether you're spies or honest men. If you prove to be what you say, then I'll give your, back your brother, and you can, look at this, and you can come back as often as you wish to purchase grain. They emptied out the sacks, and there on top of each was the money paid for the grain. Terror gripped them, as did their father. So now Jacob's going, why did we get all the money back? Jacob exclaimed, you have bereaved me of my children. Joseph didn't come back. Simeon is gone, and now you want to take Benjamin too? Everything is against me. <laughs> you ever felt like that? That's what, that's what old Jacob's saying. Then Reuben said to his father, kill my two sons if I don't bring Benjamin back. Oh, I'll be responsible for him. Well, Jacob's not going to budge. My son shall not go down with you for his brother Joseph is dead and he's, is, uh, here's the story, and he alone is left of his mother's children. If anything should happen to him, I would die. Yeah. All right, you can't quit there, can you? See, the story goes, but there was no relief from the terrible famine throughout the land. When the grain they had, brought, they had brought from Egypt was almost gone, their father said, go again and buy a little food. Well, they reminded him, Daddy. Judah told him the man wasn't fooling one bit. He said, don't come back here without Benjamin unless you bring your little brother or whatever. Your brother, we cannot go unless Benjamin is go, uh, goes with us. Why did you ever tell him? <laughs> I remember I've heard my parents treat me this way. Why did you say this? Why? I'm okay. Nothing to do about it. Why did you ever tell him you had another brother? Israel moaned. Remember Israel Jacob back and forth. Why did you treat me like that? But the man specifically asked about our family, they told him. Boy, they should be starting to figure this out. 
He wanted to know whether our father was still living. And he asked if we had another brother. So I told him, how could we know what he was going to say? All right. Bring me your, uh, 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 how could we know he was going to say, bring me your brother? Judah said to his father, send the lad with me and we'll be on our way. Otherwise, we're going to all die of starvation. And not only we, but you and all our little ones. So it's not like these people live in a hut. You know, there's 70 of them. 70. You've been to reunions before and you start counting. I was at one not too long ago. I wasn't part of it, but I was just for the fun of it. I was counting. And I counted 30 in this one section right here. And I found out later there was 50. Okay, so. Having a great time, too. Here we go. I guarantee you safety. If I don't bring him back, then let me bear the blame forever. For we could have gone and returned by this time if you had let, <laughs> let him come. There's another time. But we could have been back by now. So it wasn't that terribly far away. Get you a map, and you can look at Egypt, and you can look at Israel. If you look down at the bottom corner down there, that little legend right there, what's amazing, it'll be about this big on this map, and it'll be like, that's just 20 miles. Like, oh, hmm. So their father Israel finally said to them, if, I can't, if it can't be avoided, then at least do this. Load your donkeys with the best products of the land. Take them to the man as gifts. Balm, honey, spices, myrrh, pistachio nuts, and almonds. Take double money so you can pay back what was in your, uh, uh, whatever, in your mouths or your sack. It was probably someone's mistake. And take your brother and go. Look what he says. May God Almighty give you mercy before the man. Now, now, this is important. You better have that in your vocabulary somewhere. In other words, are you praying about everything? Jacob knew, we're, we're, God, have mercy. Yes. So that he will release Simeon and return Benjamin. And if I must bear the anguish of their deaths, then so be it. Boy, old Jacob thought it was over with. So they took the gifts and the double money and went back to Egypt. And they stood before Joseph. Here they are. They're before their brother again. Watch what happens now. Then Joseph saw that Benjamin was with him. Oh, my goodness. And he said to the manager of his household, uh, these men will eat with me this noon. Take them home and prepare a big feast. Now, remember, we were just talking about racism and stuff like that. You know what? The Egyptians don't eat with the uh, Hebrews. So the man did as he was told. He took him to Joseph's barn. Is that what it says? Palace. In my father's house are many mansions. I'm telling you, God, if, I'm, I know the age group of who's in here with, with, with us this morning. And I know you're as well as I am. We can look back and see where we have been and where we are today. And it's amazing to see the Lord's blessing on all of us. And if you don't see that, then you need to go tell the Lord and say, Lord, help me, help me, help me. Anyway, he went from prison to palace. Anyway, they were badly frightened when they saw where they were being taken. <laughs> so remember, they don't know it's his brother. They're, they don't know it's Joseph. They're going, why are we going to the head honcho's palace? All right. They said, it's because of the money returned to us in our sacks. They said, he wants to pretend we stole it and sees, oh man, they were panicking, and sees us as slaves with our donkey. As they arrived at the entrance of the palace, they went over to Joseph's household manager. So they found the butler real quick and said, hey, look, oh, sir, after our first trip to Egypt to buy money, watch it, this is so great. 
When we went to buy uh, to Egypt to buy food, we were returning home. We stopped for the night, opened our sacks, and the money was there that we had paid for grain. Here it is. We brought it back along with additional money to buy more. Watch what the butler says. He just says, ah, it's a blessing of the Lord. Oh, man, praise God. We have no idea how the money got in our sacks. Look what he says. Ah, don't worry about it. The household manager told him, your God, look at that. Even the God of your fathers must have put it there for we collected your money, all right? I'm so glad this is a fairy tale and a, and a uh, you know, it's just a mythological story. Are you kidding? This is not mythological. But you know what? The book of Genesis has been on trial, just like the rest of the Bible. They want to knock out Genesis. This did never happen. Oh, oh, let me pause a moment. Where are we at? We're in Genesis 43. I was just laughing yesterday when I was reading my Bible and I was trying to figure out where I was going to go next and whatever. And I've, I was reading in the book of Acts and Stephen here, he's just a disciple. And the people in Jerusalem got mad at him because they hated Jesus and they hated Stephen. Stephen, watch what he does. The high priest asked him, are these accusations true? This is almost like Jesus before Pilate. Well, actually, Pilate was more of a friend of Jesus than the high priest were. This was Stephen's lengthy reply. The glorious God appeared to our, our ancestor Abram. Okay, now we get that. I'm going to skip on down. He's rehearsing the details in Genesis. Let's skip on down here to where they go into great detail. All of a sudden, here's Isaac, Abraham's son. Okay, here's Jacob. Look at this. These men, there, here it goes. And Jacob was the father of the 12 patriarchs, 12 sons of the Jewish nation. These men were very jealous, look at this, of Joseph. I want you to see how far this goes. And they sold him to be a slave. This never happened. (laughs) But God was with him. That's the takeaway, absolutely. Delivered him out of all his anguish. Gave him favor before Pharaoh. Look at this. He delivered him. Sometimes we think it's the hand of the Lord. He was providing for, well, that was taking place. But in the meantime, your silly problems are taken care of. Don't ever think the picture's so great that your name's not important. Your name is so important. Otherwise, what am I going to stand before Jesus someday for? Ah, just throw me in the pot. No. My name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So is yours. Delivered him out of all of his anguish, gave him favor before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Do you think this is where David probably got all his information about how great God was? Absolutely. God also gave Joseph unusual wisdom so that Pharaoh appointed him governor over all Egypt. That's what we're studying. As well as putting him in charge of all the affairs of the palace. But a famine developed in Egypt? Wow. Do they have the details? And Cana, and there was great misery for our ancestors. When the food was gone, Jacob heard there was still grain in Egypt. Yes, he sent his sons to buy some. Second time they went, Joseph revealed his identity to his brothers, and they were introduced to Pharaoh. Joseph sent for his father, we're fixing to read this part, and his brother's families came to Egypt, 75 persons in all. So Jacob came to Egypt where he died and all his sons. All of them were taken, oh, we could go on for one more, one more message to finish out uh, uh, Genesis here. But Egypt loved Jacob. They loved Joseph. Uh, it was called the place of the Egyptian mourners in the book of Genesis when they took Jacob, the old man, 
the Egyptians went with them. Some of them did. And they buried Jacob there. Anyway, all right, here we go. So, wow. So, isn't that interesting that that story's right there? So, we were at Genesis, I think we were at 43. Uh, uh, okay, so they took the gifts. All right, they got before them. They were going to eat in his palace. And these guys said, uh, the, the Egyptian butler said, well, uh, oh, well, so we got past that, excuse me. About, uh, well, we're, yeah, we got that. Hang on, wrong chapter. 44. All right. No, I, that's not right. Hang on. I was right. May, may God Almighty give you mercy. We got to that part. Where did the guy, they were telling him, yeah, oh, sir, we, we, we found our money in the bag. And he says, oh, man, don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Verse 23. He told him, your God, even the God of your fathers, must have put it there. We collected your money. <laughs> then he released Simeon and brought him out to them. No chains. Then they were conducted into the palace and given water to refresh their feet and their donkeys and their donkeys were fed. Look at the royal treatment here. Yep. Same thing we get. Psalm 23. Then they got their presents ready for Joseph's arrival at noon for they were told that they would be eating there. When Joseph came home, they, they gave him their presents, bowing low before him. He asked them how they had been getting along. How's your father, the old man you spoke about? Is he still alive? Yes. What's this? Is he alive and well? Then again, uh, uh, they bowed before him, looking at his brother Benjamin. Now, they shared the same mama. Is this your youngest brother? <laughs> probably at the time, I bet you Joseph was probably a teenager when this boy was born. He never did know who he was. Benjamin didn't. The one you told me about, how are you, my son? God be gracious to you. Remember, he's using an interpreter too. Then Joseph made a hasty exit. Look at this. For he was overcome with love for his brother. Wow. And had to go out and cry. <laughs> God, why don't you just bless your socks off? You're a stranger in a land. We were talking about racism, you know. I remember one time Melody, she was dating a black guy one time. And it's real funny. She was in high school and. She was not even old enough to be in a drive a car, whatever. And she comes home. She's a little comedian on wheels anyway, just like uh, Dominique, you know. And she goes, Daddy, when, when we had the prayer, she's in this house, you know, and with that, not at my house, at, at, at this fellow's house. And she said, when we had the prayer, they said, amen. I looked up and I got up and I thought, I'm the only white person in here. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, think about Joseph here. He's among Egyptians. That's not his home, but it is. So he went out crying. Uh, then he comes back in. He washed his face, came back in, got himself under control. All right, let's eat, he said. Joseph ate by himself. His brothers were served at a separate table, and the Egyptians still had another. For the Egyptians, look at that, despised the Hebrews and never eat with them. Wow. Now, of course, for Joseph's sake, they're putting up with them. And, of course, Joseph is a Hebrew. He told each of them where to sit. Now, look what Joseph's doing. He's trying to build this up for them. He seated them in the order of their ages. Now, who would have known this? From oldest to the youngest, much to their amazement. That means they were going, hey, you were born before I was. You're over here. You were born after me. And what's up? They're thinking about this. And then look what happens next. Their food was served to them. 
uh, from his own table. He gave the largest serving to Benjamin five times. Now, he had to be a teenager at this age, I bet you. Because I know when my little kids were little, they were like, I don't want anything to eat. Five times as much as any others. They had a wonderful time bantering back and forth. The wine flowed free. Well, we just lost the Baptist right there. Come on. It's a story. Here we go. When his brothers were ready to leave, boy, Joseph's got one more trick he's going to pull on. Joseph ordered his household manager to fill each of their sacks with as much grain as they could carry, put them into the mouth of each sack, the money he had paid. He was also told to put Joseph's own silver cup on the top of Benjamin's sack. Uh-oh, what's that? It's like putting a diamond ring in there. All right, so they hid something in Benjamin's sack. So the household manager did as he was told. The brothers uh, were up at dawn and on their way with their donkeys loaded. I mean, loaded donkeys. But when they were barely out of the city, Joseph sent his household manager to chase after them and stop them and ask them why they're acting like this oh, when their benefactor has been so kind to them. So now we see Joseph was really kind to them. Now he's setting them up for, y'all stole. Ask them, what do you mean by stealing my Lord's personal silver drinking cup, which he uses for fortune telling? <laughs> okay. <laughs> what a wicked thing. You have done. So he caught up with them, spoke to them along these lines he'd been instructed. What in the world are you talking about? They demanded. What kind of people do you think we are? You accuse us of such terrible thing as this? Didn't we bring back the money we found in the mouth of our sacks? Why would we steal silver and gold from your master's house? If you find a cup with any of us, let that one die. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> and all the rest of us will be slaves forever to your master. Fair enough. The man replied, except the only one who stole it will be a slave. The rest of you can go free. Oh, no. Man, you know, these brothers are fixing that they're just going to lose their breath here. They quickly took down their sacks from the backs of their donkeys, opened them. He began searching the oldest brother's sack, going down all the line to the youngest, and the cup was found. Whoops, went off the page. The cup was found in Benjamin's. Oh, no. They ripped their clothing in despair loaded the donkeys again and returned to the city. So they went back. Joseph was still home when Judah and his brothers arrived. They fell to the ground before him. <laughs> Joseph still getting them. Remember, how many times have we said they bowed down? They bowed down. They bowed down. He's fixing to let it know. Look what happened. Didn't you know such a man as I would know who stole it? And Judah said, oh, what shall we say, my Lord? How can we plead? Uh, how can we prove our innocence? Look what he says. God is, uh, God is punishing us for our sins. <laughs> we have all returned to be your slaves, both we and he who sacked the cup was found. Nope. Remember Joseph, boy, he's really going to get him here. Nope, just Benjamin. Oh, God, it's going to kill their dad. Only the man who stole the cup shall be my slave. The rest of you can go home to your father. Oh, God. Then Judah stepped forward and said, oh, sir. Now, I want to answer it right here. Some people say, well, Jesus from the line of the tribe of Judah, and this was a... Oh, just stop that. <sighs> Trying to say this was, this was Jesus stepping forward here. Oh, really? Was Jesus stepping forward when he, when he was with a harlot that night, Perez? I don't think so. I don't think so. Judah, Judah stepped forward and said... Oh, sir, let me say just this one word. Be patient with me for a moment, for I know you can do me in an instant as though you were Pharaoh himself. Now, what he's going to say is, this is going to kill dad if we can't take Benjamin back. Okay. 
You asked us if we had a father or a brother, and we said, yes, we have a father, an old man, and a child uh, of his old age, a little one, and his brother is dead, <laughs> except he's standing right there. And he alone is left of his mother's children, and his father loves him very much. And you said to us, bring him here so that I can see him. But we said, sir, the lad cannot lead. No, but we, but we said to you, sir, the lad cannot leave his father, or his father will die. But you told us, don't come back here unless your youngest brother's with you. So we returned to our father, told him what you said, and he said, go back and buy a little food. We're, we, no, he's recapping. We can't unless we bring Benjamin. Okay, all right. Only then we may come. Okay. Then my father said, you know uh, that my wife had two sons, and one of them went away and never returned, doubtless torn to pieces by some wild animal. Coat of many colors, Joseph, but he ain't. He's alive. I have never seen him since. And if you take away his brother from me and any harm befalls him, I'm going to die with sorrow. Now, sir, if I go back to my father and the lad's not with us, seeing that our father's life is bound up in the lad's life, when he sees the boy is not with us, our father will die and we will be responsible for bringing his gray hairs with sorrow to the grave. Sir, I pledge uh, my father, I pledge my father that I would take care of the lad. I told him, if I don't bring him back, I'll bear the blame forever. Uh, please, sir, let me stay here as a slave uh, instead of the lad and let the lad return with his brothers. See, many people, they try to say, see there? He, Judah said, you know, I'll bear the blame. Jesus, uh, you're going too deep. You're going to make the Bible a spook book. And you'll get involved in that crowd that goes as Bible code. There's codes in there. The name Richard Adair is in here. And he, you know, so foolish. When you get that... You can find anything. Bible code. You, know, you just type in. Well, of course those numbers and names are going to be in there. Because those letters, all you got to do is throw them together. Is the word Richard Adair in there? Is it in there that he bumped his head on the hay baler? It's in there. We just, as Americans, we just think it's all. It's smoke and mirrors. Not true at all. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. So anyway, back to this. So Judah's pleading with, uh, with jo Joseph here. How can I return to my father if the lad's not with him? I cannot bear to see what this would do to him. Okay, we're going to read this next summer. Can't do that. 45. Joseph could, this is the great part. The close of the movie, the girl gets the guy, whatever, all of, you know, John Wayne wins, whatever. Here we go. Joseph couldn't stand it any longer. Out, all of you. Huh? Not his brothers. He cried to the attendants. And he was left alone with his brothers. Now watch this. Oh, my goodness. He wept out loud. Well, no, no. Look what it says. His sobs could be heard throughout the palace. And the news was quickly carried to Pharaoh's palace. Oh, my. Look what he says. I am Joseph, he said to his brothers. Is my father still alive? Remember now, he was using a translator, but not anymore. He's talking Hebrew to his brothers. Oh, and they know his voice. But his brothers couldn't say a word. They were so stunned with surprise. Come over here, he said. They came closer. And he said, I'm Joseph, your brother whom you sold into Egypt. But don't be angry with yourselves that you did this to me, for God did it. He sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives. Now, remember, this is not talking about heaven. This is talking about right now. I don't care what problem you've got, bills, whatever, health or whatever. God wants you preserved. Here we go. Keep going. He sent me. Right, these two years of famine will grow to seven. He said, hey, it ain't going to get no better. 
during, this, during which there will be neither plowing nor harvest, God sent me here to keep you and your families alive. Look at this. So you'll become a great nation. Oh, my goodness. Yes, it was God who sent me here, not you. And he made me counselor to Pharaoh. Whoa. Remember these guys? They, could, they were trying to capture it. And manager of his entire nation, ruler of all, hurry, return to my father, tell him your son Joseph says, oh boy, what a story this will be. God has made me chief of all the land of Egypt. Come down to me right away. You shall live in the land of Goshen so that you can be near me with all your children, grandchildren. You remember, they can't text this to Jacob yet. This has to wait a couple of days. And I'm sure these sons were like, like, they couldn't, they couldn't wait to tell their dad, even though I'm sure they had to do some explaining. <laughs> that, well, by the way, Dad, we did sell Joseph 20 years ago. I'll take care of you there. You men are witnesses of my promise, and my brother Benjamin heard me say it, for there are still five years of famine ahead of us. Otherwise, uh, you will come to utterly po- utter poverty along with all your household. Tell your father with all my power here in Egypt, and about all my power and how everybody obeys me. Bring him here quickly. Look at this. Think about this. We don't have a video to see it. We just have to use their words. Then weeping with joy. You ever done that? I know I have. Sometimes a star-spangled banner will get me, man. And other things. I'm watching something. It's just, it's just, it just gets you. I was watching a Bruce Willis movie the other night. Matter of fact, last night. Yeah, yeah, Bruce, typical, whatever. But he was with his son. His son's a doctor. Anyway, they got ambushed at their house, and his wife was there, whatever. Anyway, his doctor's son got hit with a bullet right here. Anyway, Bruce Willis, is he's wounded too, and they're both in the barn together. And the dad's going, you know, I'm sorry I was hard on you, you know. He said, you're, you're a lot smarter than me. It was really good, just touchy stuff, you know. And the son's over here, who's a doctor, and he's going, well... I always wanted to know what it felt like to get shot. <laughs> you know, so it's just that tug and pull of emotions, whatever. So here we go. Then weeping with joy, he embraced Benjamin, and be- Benjamin began crying too. God, can you imagine that? He was told, well, yeah, you had a brother, but he's dead, you know. He did this with, all, with each of his brothers who finally found their tongues. And the news reached Pharaoh. Uh-oh, Pharaoh's going to be mad. No, he's not. Joseph's brothers have come. Pharaoh was very happy to hear it, as were his officials. Then Pharaoh's, look what, now wait a minute, here's top dog over Joseph. Tell your brothers to load their pack animals and return quickly to their homes in Canaan. Bring your father and all the family to come here and live in Egypt. Tell them, look what he says, Pharaoh will assign you the best territory in the land of Egypt. You'll live off the fat of the land. Tell your brothers to take, here we go. He's going to bring the BMWs down there and the 18-wheelers. Take wagons from Egypt to carry their wives and little ones. Ah, they can walk. Them women folk. Oh, no way. Bring your father here. Don't worry about your property, for it's the best land Egypt has is yours. You ever heard of promised land? God, it just, just gets me. When Christians, and I understand, if you get away from the Bible, you're not going to be praying about everything. So Joseph gave them wagons, as Pharaoh had commanded, and provisions for the journey. And he gave each of them, watch this, he gave each of them new clothes. Watch what old Benjamin got. But to Benjamin, he gave him five changes of clothes. 
300 pieces of silver. What teenager was loaded? He still called the young lads or whatever age he was. He sent his father 10 donkeys loaded of good things of Egypt and 10 donkeys loaded with grain and all kinds of other stuff. Wow. We're stopping right here. This is it. Uh, so he sent his brother, <laughs> look at this. <laughs> uh, don't quarrel along the way. Good grief was his parting shot. And leaving them, they returned to the land of Canaan to Jacob, their father. I'm sure on the way they were going, which one of you want to tell Papa that uh, we knew the whole time we had sold him as a slave? <laughs> anyway, they just jumped to the bunch. Joseph is alive, they shouted to him. And he's ruler over all the land of Egypt. Now, I don't know if it's me, I would have been like, y'all been smoking some wacky weed here? <laughs> there is no way. My son is, but Jacob's heart was like stone. He couldn't take it in. But when they had given, remember, they were like, well, I'm blue. I'm blue. I've been there and seen that before. You tell somebody something good and they don't get it. And you understand they rode a hard knocks that nothing good ever happens to them. So they would. All right. But when they had given Joseph's message and when he saw the wagons filled with food that Joseph had sent, his spirit revived. He said, it must be true. Look at this. Joseph, my son, is alive. Look at this. I will go and see him before I die. Now, we're going to stop right there. It goes on. The next thing is here. the wagon train's there. Man, Jacob gets to see Pharaoh, and that's where Pharaoh says, How old are you? <laughs> Which authenticates the rest of the Bible because he's 130. He tells, he tells Pharaoh, and he says, but by the way, I ain't near as old as some of my ancestors. <laughs> I'm not near as old? Yeah, we're trying to break 150. No, Tara died at 200, you know. Mm. Anyway, Father, we just thank you for your word today. Oh, what we get from this. Praise God, you take care of us. You cause us to be saved. I don't care what's going on in America or what's going on. You'll take care of us, hallelujah. Praise God. With good things, too. Praise God. You'll send us wagons to ride in. We don't have to walk. So, Father, if we're not feeling good today, I think you'll take care of our ailments, whatever they may be. And if we're hurting financially, you'll fix that too. And if it's some other problem, great or small, like this problem, somebody lost their son, it looked like we're never going to see him again. No matter what the problem is, Lord, you're our Savior. You'll fix it. And that doesn't leave anything left but for us to just tell people who did it for us as we tell them about Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Good deal.